Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. Family, peace and blessings. This is South Bites International Radio. Black Conscious is the claim. One, One world, world is the aim. Bringing you the conversations pertinent to our diasporic landscape to ensure healing um, and empowerment for all of our people, for all the Earth's family. 
Um, so we are here in full effect, as always, um, tuning in right now live on our Facebook feed. Uh, remember to follow us at Soundbites International on Facebook. Um, and you can catch us here, right? I'm Haseer called Nefera. This Nefera is... to my IT Ra. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know how we do on a Monday night. Um, please check in with us. Let us know if, um, if we're coming through well. You know, it looks like the weather may be doing a little, little something with our... With our Wi-Fi, you know, but we're but we're checking in with you with, with us. So just just keep us posted, all right, family club. But we're here with you. Um, and so uh, first things first, of course, right? Again, you can um, you know make sure if you're on us live, please uh, share the broadcast. If you find value in every broadcast that we do on Soundbites International, please share the broadcast with your people. Um, and let's chat it out. Let's continue the conversations in your spaces. Um, also remember to uh, visit our website at thisissoundbites.com. Uh, where you can uh, find more sound bites con- content um, beyond the Facebook, um, and you can also uh, follow us on our Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify, uh, where you can follow our past episodes in audio format um, and listen to our episodes on the go. Keep this conversation going in, in your brain waves while you sleep, and while you're on the run, and while you eating your consciousness. Your consciousness get the joints. The joints. You know, I say the joints. Everything is a joint. And you can also there is Sound Bites International merch is there as well, so you can go in there. And that's the one way to support, support Sound Bites uh, International. Show. Also, there is a contribute button that is available on Good the thing. website to support the continued sustainability of a black-owned, independently-run uh, organization, which which is um, operation, which is Sound Bites International between Nefra and myself. Um, we are we are like as I said, independently um, organized. Um, so we do appreciate, um, you know, providing value and providing, uh, sharing Thanks. information and sharing and, and the reciprocity of the knowledge we get to share with you as our family. Um, but, you know, if, if you do feel compelled to, you know, to give and support the efforts, Thanks. please do so. Um, we, we do appreciate any and all, um, what, what do you call it, nominations? Or gifts, energy, gifts energy, and energy, gifts, excuse me. Exchange, because yes. if you receive... If you take, you give. You it's take, you give. Me. This is African. This is karmic energy. This is the divine exchanging, maintaining balance. That's so it. we all, you know, we all get the opportunity to be in service to one another. And listen, this conversation that we have in here, truly for your African soul and African consciousness, it's a mm. rare occasion. Absolutely. Um, and the degree of consciousness and perspective and mm-hmm. introspection and application, most importantly, application, because only knowledge applied is powerful. Okay, let's be clear um, on that. Only knowledge applied is powerful. Only knowledge um, applied is powerful. Anything you practice, you'll become good at it. Ashe. So um, also, another way to contribute <laughs> is through our, um, our Cash App Soundbites Radio. You can contribute there as well yes. as a means to keep the operation going. Um, is, you know, do we do, do, do fund our efforts and help us build out? Um, again, it is greatly appreciated. But either way, we're here every Monday. Monday, um, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard in Time to ears. provide you in your eardrums, in your, in your, in your hearts, in your vibrations, in your joints. Um, <laughs> so family, peace and blessings, brother Eric. We see you. you my, my hotep, brother. Hotep, brother. Hotep and Dugu. Okay, Dugu. So, uh, we hey, appreciate shouts you. out to our brother. He had a baby, y'all. Give shouts yes. out to Eric. Once baby. again, shouts out to Father Eric. We appreciate okay. you, brother. Um, we adore so you. Appreciate you. Give thanks. Give the fatherhood and then the, and the generational knowledge go, going. So we do appreciate you. Um, and also appreciate you still, you know, being with us every week and sharing in, 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 in the, the conversations. Uh, much love to you, brother. Uh, please share the content this time around as well. And you know how we, we do. How we do. Sharpening up, iron sharpens iron. Always you know how that goes, my brother. Um, so, thanks. so today we wanted to talk about. It's August. 
So, um, and you know, and within August, you know, we we we've had for a very long time we've had February celebrated as Black History Month, mm-hmm. right? But what, you know, what we've grown to understand, um, we also uh, have a second version as well, so to speak, within Black August, um, or Black August, mm-hmm. uh, continuing yeah, the, yeah. the vibration, um, and upliftment of uh, not only just our black people and our struggle, um, but also speci- specifically looking at you know the the the, fi- the freedom fighters of our of our our, our plight, the freedom fighters yeah, of our thanks. struggle. Um, looking at the political prisoners, um, you know, over time, and in 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 upliftment of uh, Brother George Jackson, who was one of the Black mm-hmm. Panthers who was uh, killed in a rebel, assassinated in a rebellion in the 1970s um, in California, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of where the spark for for Black August kind of began. And we look at this this opportunity to um to to look at our ancestors and look at our our freedom fighters and how they show up for us, and, and in turn look at how moving forward, how can we show up for them? How does it, how what it, how do we um, as African community, African community, whether on U.S. soil or abroad, but it's particularly U.S. Right. soil, right? Because that's where our struggle has taken place for a very long time. Um, how do how do we show up for our ancestors, such as mm-hmm. George, uh, George Jackson, um, you know, such as a Huey P. Newton, such mm-hmm. as a Fred Hampton? Um, how do how do we um, uh, Bobby Hutton? Um, how do we show up for them? Uh, Malcolm X, Martin yes. Luther King. Um, how do we show up for them, right, to move the future forward? So we, we always, it's always a conversation here, a sound bite to how we can do so um, and how we can share the energy to support anyone who, who's looking to, to do so, to looking to have a different conversation yeah. around that, um, which is what we, that's what we're here for. Um, so I know you, you had some uh, tips. It's a journey in travel. About. It's a yeah. journey in travel. And, and, you know, I just posted recently, Denzel Washington says, you know, Anything you practice, you get good at. We mm. talk about a lot Shouts about out the to Brother Denzel. Okay, for that piece of information. I mean, and the many of the different um, the elder with gifts, the gems, and, uh, right? That he drops on the regular basis. I mean, but the thing about it is, once you get a certain amount of um, years on the ground, if you're aware, you're going to be picking up on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is to get the knowledge as quickly as possible, so that it impacts your life and your living experience as quickly as possible. Mm. Um, so, this African August, Black August. You know how you guys know how I feel about Black per se, right. but I know it's, a uni- it's kind of an yeah. unfortunate universal conversation. Many of which I have put into my bag of this is a bag of bad habits. See this bag? This is a bag of bad habits. African people, in order for us to compartmentalize our circumstances, I've made this a bag of bad habits because I want you to be able to understand that this thing in here, you can change these. These are not a part of you forever and ever, amen, and you just got to deal with it. Everybody got to deal with it. You're just going to be stuck there. You can do something about these bad habits, and being called black is a bad habit in my opinion because it doesn't belong to anything. Chinese belong to China. Vietnamese belong to Vietnam. Pakistani belongs to Pakistan. Everybody has a land mass that they can connect to. Black belongs to no one. And there's a reason why that psychosis is drilled down so much and the acceptable terminology. Even African people have accepted it as acceptable within our cipher. Unfortunately, that wasn't a good decision on our behalf, but I will chalk that up as yet again another symptom of the matrix. So black Black August, first of all, as an African, it should be a consistent state of mind because it's not a thing to put on and off. It is a healthy way of being. So when we arrive to that place where we have created a consistent, healthy way of being, we are African 365, seven days a week, 24-7. It is your consistent 
way of being, thinking, processing, speaking, breathing, vibrating, it becomes, and when you arrive in that particular space, which is a journey of getting there inside of this matrix, then you've arrived to that place where it's not just on February, it's not just in August, but August is the side of the journey that has been designated to um, specifically look at the rebellions, the rebellion, the piece where we fought, the parts where it wasn't just sit back and check in and we cool, everything's all good, we got a little picket. Like it literally was as a result of certain circumstances that we've been in quite a bit of a pressure cooker, African, which has guided our actions and the way that we behave and the things that we do in response to our circumstances. So we get to look at some of those things that occurred during the month of August um, in terms of what was the journey in terms of when we fought back. It wasn't always just, you know, we just kicking it. So they had, uh, I'm going to look at Baba Zaid, and you guys know Baba Zaid, mm-hmm. uh, one of our elders. He calls himself one of the cubs of the Black Panthers. Hey. Um, peace and blessings, Sister Women. We blessings. see you. Thank you for joining and us. Thank you, Sister Victoria, for joining us. Give Please thanks. Please share the conversation. <laughs> Tune in. Yes. And join the conversation. And join the conversation. Right. And add, your, add your comment, uh, commentary. So here in Black yes. August, for the for for the purposes of continuity and consistent language, although you know I don't just subscribe to it, but um, on August seventeenth uh, in Madison Square Garden, the centennial anniversary of the Universal Flag of African Liberation, the RBG, uh, the green, the red, black, and green. It was during the very same convention on August thirteenth that our beloved red, black, and green was adopted. The RBG flag, the red, for the blood. The black for the people and the green for the land. The blood, the people, the land. Okay, the blood, <laughs> the people, the land. Family, remember that the blood, the people, the land. Teach it to the children. Absolutely. Ashe. Give thanks because everyone has a flag. A flag represents a mission. A flag represents unity. A flag represents a trajectory and a constant way of consciousness and way of being. Um, and remembering something that an African consciousness, we talked about this before, is going to be culture shock in the matrix. Because the matrix is not designed to incorporate an African consciousness. It was never that way. So you're going to have culture shock when you're faced with the revolution, revolutionary thinking within the matrix. And um, we're going to get around to that later on in the hour. But here we have August 17th, Jonathan, Jonathan Jackson. Uh, on August 17th, the 17-year-old Jonathan Jackson led a squad of insurgents who bursted into the Marine County Courthouse where several of the Soledad brothers were on trial and um, not likely to get justice and sought to militarily extract them from the custody to freedom. Um, so we want to know now that we fought back. Like, it mm. wasn't just like we just all right with all of this. And I realized right. that they really um, minimize our journey and they keep highlighting this, oh, you know, integrationists and, oh, uh, nonviolence and peaceful protest. There's a place for a peaceful protest. If we could have a reasonable conversation, that'd be great to have a peaceful protest. Right. We don't want to lose any lives. Um, but we know that our leaders, for instance, many of our leaders who were assassinated and just all out killed on, on, on the, under the, under the uh, instruction of the U.S. government, leaving mm-hmm. the United States of America, um, assassinated some of our leaders, killed yeah. and jailed them, free our political prisoners. 
These are individuals who advocate for our voices, That's who true. try to hold space for our consciousness, who hold space for an African-centered way of being, mm. which is a healthy way of being for an African because an African person shouldn't be trying to be somebody else. That's know. not healthy. There's a psychosis for that. There's actually a diagnosis for that. Disassociative disorders, if you got that DSM, you want to look at all of those personality type um, diagnosis that has you being different than who you are. And the science is there, but it's very interesting that they want to force an African to be other than himself and, and somehow find a healthy way of being inside of that contortioning. So African, that's unhealthy to have to be trying to be somebody else. So here we go. On August 1st, the Emancipation Day for the Caribbean, um, marking the British imperial ending of slavery in the mm -hmm. islands in 1838. Give thanks. Mm -hmm. Anybody breaking free from uh, oppression and colonial oppression and imperialism um, it's a it's cause for celebration. But we also want to remember that there are wounds and there are hurts that are still associated with the time of oppression, with the time of colonialism, with the people. There are still wounds that still are with the people. There are scars and ways of being and behaviors and unhealthy actions and thinking and, and, and community behaviors that are still a result as of that of those communities who were oppressed. Those oppressors and their theories and their ideologies and their practices are still with the people to this day. So we get to celebrate the bondage breaking of mm. the chains themselves, That's but now right. we also need to understand that there is a place for the healing that needs to occur because of that hurt, that trauma, that needs to be a, a time of healing. Dr. Joy DeGruy says, and let the healing begin, give thanks. That's right. Sister, Sister Umi says, yes, it's a, a, a liberation lifestyle, Black August year round. If it ain't black, put it back, as my sacred Aye. sister Mer says. Um, also, uh, free all political prisoners. I say free me. Thanks. That's I free them all. Free, free them all. all. Free them all. Because we, we ain't free unless all of us are free. Come on and that's now. period. And there's justice anywhere than injustice everywhere. everywhere. And that's real talk. Know this, African. Know this in your functional daily walking protest way of being. They still kill. Okay, they still so. hunt for a peaceful protest. I want to see that peaceful jacket when they went over there and stole people from their land. Mm. How did they peacefully come over here to this to this land here in these United States of America and poison the indigenous of this land with smallpox? That wasn't peaceful. Wasn't mm. nothing peaceful about that. Peaceful about that. I can all. tell you right now, it wasn't nothing peaceful about that at all. And on top of that, it also <laughs> wasn't anything peaceful about paying other white folks to go and scalp the indigenous of this land and bring the scalps for payment. That wasn't peaceful, not at all. Um, but we're going to move on with some more things. August 3rd, Edward uh, Blyden, um, the bridge of the black nationalists from the 19th to the, 6th to the 20th century was born. The hit, uh, excuse me, 20th to the 19th century is born. His African life and customs is a must, is still a must have. We did not come <clears throat> here empty handed. Dr. Henry Clark says, we used to say, Blyden's book was early proof. Almost a hundred years later, a hometown hero, the Reverend Lucas Walker is born. The Walker is born on August third, nineteen thirty. August mm. sixth, nineteen thirty-four. The man who gave us Bless Black Solidarity Day, Carlos Rosell. Ashay, and give thanks to the ancestors, always honoring our ancestors in the journeys that they have laid their bricks for our, because on their shoulders we stand. The man who gave us black solidarity, Carlos Russell, is born in Panama on August 6, 1934. So one person can make a difference. So that's why it is so important to master self. 
so that you can lay your brick and also every day being of a conscious mind because anything you practice, you get good at. So mm. you can practice getting good at having an African sense of consciousness. You can practice getting good at loving on your people despite mm. their hiccups, despite their breakdowns and give them grace because you know that their dysfunctions are symptoms of the mm. matrix. Yeah. You can love them through their faults. Don't let them hurt you because you know. Yeah, your everyday that's choices, your walk, that's your practice. Everything don't let them hurt practice, you, but yes. Master that. Give thanks. And Dr. Matula Shakur, who gave a whole new meaning to the abaj, wake up, clean up, stand up. When we brought acupuncture to the hood, when he brought acupuncture to the hood um, in our war against addiction straight from the chairman, Miles China, um, was born on August 8th, 1950. Our healers, family, we are self-sufficient, self-reliant. It is a limiting belief that, be that we believe that for those of us who still believe that our only way to make it free is to do it free from within the matrix. Mm, we may very well have to step outside the matrix to get free because we are self-sufficient and self-reliant. Sure. Give thanks. Um, so we have here, on the same day in 1978, Philly police would attack the MOVE compound in Powhatan Village mm. with tanks, water hoses, and live fires. When Philly police officers James Rapp is killed by friendly fire, the courts pinned his death on the MOVE captives. Nine MOVE captives were hit with 30 to 100 sentences, year sentences, Merle and Phil Africa would die in prison. Mm. This past year, we witnessed the last of the move prisoners come home. Delbert Africa, who took the spectacle savage beating, who took that spectacle savage beating upon his capture, just passed away a few weeks ago. And we honor our ancestors because they did so much time in prison. It's just, it's, it's just such a horrible experience to... Um, you know, his, it says for his legendary valor on August 8th in Philadelphia. You know, when we look at that experience, I often talk about the MOVE movement because it's not one of those things. It, it doesn't have enough conversation in our spaces. We know a lot about Eurocentric thought, mm. wars, mm. heroes. They got their statues all over the place. We're tearing them down now, which is cute. Um, but what needs to happen is the textbooks need to be rewritten. Because when we talk about Western history, Western Hemisphere, I don't know if your textbooks, uh, global history, etc. There's a little blurb about you know, Genghis Khan, a little a little blurb about uh, Shaka Zulu, a little blurb maybe about Mansa Musa. They're talking about in some of these textbooks. Their lives are not blurbs um, at all. In some of the yeah, because they, they can they can go into long, extensive analysis about treaties such and such and Spanish Inquisition and you know all of these various things. I understand that our youth today are going to get history is only going to go back for them to the '80s. You got to understand that when they get their textbooks, the great majority of our youth are only going to get a taste of the Constitution, Bill of Rights. These those those pieces of our educational experience that indoctrinates us into this theory that we just come up in this space. There's a, there's a mechanism that makes these things happen. Mm. So our youth are only going to get a historical reference of something back to the 80s. They're going to start talking about history at, 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 at Reagan. Mm. I've seen the textbooks, family. I've seen some of the textbooks here in New York. Their history is going to go back to like Reagan, to like Desert Storm, Desert Shield. They're not going to get a real deep analysis Going back to, well, why did the Europeans leave Europe and go get slaves in the first place? Don't worry about that. They're not going to talk about that. 
Because that's the kind of analysis that they don't want our youth to have. But that's the kind of conversation you want to be having. Mm -hmm. Give thanks. August 9th, Abner arrested while breaking up a fight, <laughs> is savagely sodomized with a plunger by NYCD police officers while in handcuffs. He required multiple surgeries to restore his digestive tract oh, after the God. vicious torture on the same day. 2019, Michael Brown is shot down in Ferguson, Missouri by the police and left on the streets for hours in the spectacle fashion. 2014. Excuse me, 2014. With his hands up, that spring, the powerful pacifist protest monster, hands up, don't shoot. Outrageously, this officer who killed him, Darren Wilson, was cleared of any wrongdoing. To this mm -hmm. day, has done no time in prison. Mm -hmm. So we get to see Abner Louima. We just found him not guilty last week, I think it was. And yeah, last week. And I mean, I'm, do we got any comments? I'm, I'm, I'm. My mind just like it spins when I hear these kind of when I mm -hmm. when I have to go back through this landscape. Mm -hmm. There are many things that happen, and there's a lot of reflection when people say, "Well, you know, what about black on black crime?" Well, black on black yeah. crime, white folks <clears throat> don't live in our neighborhoods, and for those that do. There's a mental block with African people. They don't really go out and do harm to white people on the ground. Here's the thing. It's not our consistent way of behaving. This this conversation always just irks my soul. <laughs> yeah, I can unlock the man. Because it's like, you know, it's not even like, because there's so many, not so many, there's a couple facets there that, that people don't tend to understand. It's like, you know, there's the people that, that yell out, what about black on black crime? And, they, and they're just straight up annoying. And then there's this idea of like, well, you know, people say, well, black on black crime is, is a myth. And it's like, okay. Like, kind of, it's tweaking language a little bit because we want to understand that there are things that take place in our community. Right. But the thing about black on black crime is it's not based on you being black. People aren't getting criminalized in black communities because they're black. I mean, if criminalization or, or criminal acts, or so to speak, or you know, robbing somebody, whatever, mm -hmm. happens by virtue of the nature of the environment and proximity of who's there. Why? Because criminalization happens in other groups of exactly. people. Exactly. Yes, you go in a poor white community, they're going to rob their neighbor. You know what I mean? Like you go in, and if there's you know poor Asian community, poor Indian community, poor Latino community, but you don't even know ten you know Latino communities tend to be mixed in with black communities as well. There's gonna be a, there's gonna be um, if there's a high level of poverty, there's gonna be a high level of crime. Why? That's because right. people are in search of surviving. People are in survival mode by by virtue of the way the matrix is set up. The matrix is set up to have people be dependent on what the system provides it, rather than being sovereign and and being uh, independent, um, and, and and being able to, to have resources accessible for themselves to create something for themselves. They have to be if the if the government isn't giving it, if if there isn't a space for you to have enough income to, to have the the right employment and living wage, if you, if you don't have access to the proper foods, then you're gonna have to figure out a way to get it. Right. And, and by virtue of that it ends up having to be you may have to cross your neighbor mm. your friends sometimes even your family members in, oh, in yeah. order in order to feel like you can get your your leg up and then in turn that becomes where we talk about a lot of the radical individualism mindset where it's like i have to get, get mine. mine because they're going to get theirs and i'm going to be left out in the dust so it's survival of the fittest so as long as we're constantly pushing that forth in in that space there will be crime and I don't, like i said we in terms of not just black people but we as people that deal with that stuff those those economic issues, then that's what's going to exist. But black on black crime is not a thing of by virtue where it's just the only crime that's taking place, and it's not a thing where it's this crime that just happens because black people don't like black people. 
Now we can deal with exactly, the idea of, of vacant. Exactly. We can deal with that. We can deal with the ideas of vacant esteem and you know colorism and things like that within our community. Yes, but let all out. The thing is, we are we get to do all that on our own terms. It is not to be uh, addressed and um, facilitated and orchestrated and curated by anybody else but the black community within the black community's time and the black community's privacy because that is our home base to deal with that. Anybody else you do it outside, as far as they should know, we're a pristine community of greatness. And That's we are. right. But, you know, we, within our faults, we get, to, we get to deal with that. The community, the village, gets to deal with healing the village. No one else has the right to do that. And, when that, and that means when it comes to police brutality and white cops right. and, and non-black cops that come into black and brown communities to police these people not knowing and not, or not caring about the circumstances that has the crime existing and basing it on race, basing it on black people ain't this and that, brown people, you know, Spanish people ain't this, this and that. That's where the problem lies, because now the outsiders have come in to try to um, facilitate the judgment, right, to facilitate how these things should be handled. That's not for anyone else to decide or to curate, but us. And that's how it should be, because that's how other communities handle that. They handle theirs. Mm. Don't worry about me the way you handle theirs. If you watch Black Panther and, and Wakanda, like, there's a, um, somebody did a crime against Wakanda, we'll take care of them. We'll take them out of your hands, because we're going to deal with this person. Because they made a crime against us, so we're going to deal with it. We're not, we not worried about what you got going on. We're going to handle it our way, whether it's rehabilitation, reform, whatever you want to call it, or whatever supreme execution. What I don't know what it, it could look like, but what it can look like is that the, the African is protecting the African space. The African is healing the African space. The African is dealing with the Africans in a way that only the Africans can. Know how to and can Mm-hmm. Um, Sister Umi says dysfunctions is a result of colonialism. Yes, punishing stolen people for so-called stealing food or essentials. Like how cognitive dissonance runs deep. Mm-hmm. It is a system that um, is multi-leveled and multifaceted. I personally, we talk about our different um, realities in terms of we're existing within this matrix, but then we're also trying to give birth to an African-centered consciousness and African. It is culture shock. We're going to talk about this. We're going to build this out because the space for it is not present in our society. So you got to be careful when you hear certain types of people saying certain types of things. Remember when this matrix has a business plan. (laughs) For those of you, the matrix has a business plan. It has a forecast, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. It is going to function so that it continues to fortify itself. So anything that Africans do for their well-being is in contradiction to the survival of the matrix mm. in harmony. Mm-hmm. So by virtue of that, when the matrix start giving folks accolades and sitting folks up, then you need to know that that person's rhetoric is likely to be on par with the matrix, you know, business as usual. Mm-hmm. Because if people, people who are behaving and, and instructing in contradiction to the matrix rarely get the platform. No. They become demonized. They demonize Malcolm X. We love Malcolm X. Malcolm Here in our X African what? community, Malcolm X is like a deed. Like, we should have him hanging in, like, a hole somewhere. Well, we have him hanging in several holes. But, like, get get, get into this. Right? right. Um, they had Christopher Columbus. Why is a rapist, pillager, mol- molester, murderer, murderer um, thief, why is that? Why, is, why are there statues of Leopold? <laughs> Leopold wiped out over uh, 98% of the Congolese. Mm-hmm. 
went into a country from Belgium with his war war hogs and decimated that space. Mm. And those people, those lines, that intelligence, that code is gone from the face of the earth. They did the same thing in Tasmania. They literally wiped out all of the Tasmanians. They kept like a handful of them, literally a handful of them. Some of which, like Odabenga, they put into the Bronx Zoo up here. Mm. He was from Congo, from the Congo. So we want to think about that. Why are they celebrating these people? But they tell us that our leaders are savages and they're they're militants and they're they're you know enemies of the state. That's what they want you to believe. And then you don't gravitate to their rhetoric and you don't gravitate to their consciousness. And then in the matrix, you're going to be forced with this cultural um, this this cultural uh, shock to your system because there's no real place within the matrix for this type of consciousness. So the only way to do it is to break away from the consciousness and then there's a hard space to create for yourself because you get this issue with getting massive people. You know, we need several types of Africans to get in contact with this conversation. So we want to be aware of the vibration of quote-unquote Black August Mm -hmm. and what it means to be a revolutionary with a revolutionary spirit and what you're actually faced with and what that general general direction looks like. Because if you want to go fast, go go along, but if you want to go far, go together. We could get much farther if we went as a collective. Give thanks. Ashay, peace and blessings, Brother uh, Sifu uh, says, there is also two principles uh, vital to the healing and liberation process. These are sacrifice and and offering. Mm. Mm. Many of our ancestors made sacrifices for much of what we have and where we are today. Ashay, we now have to complete the cycle by making offerings of gratitude, yes, um, by how well we conduct, maintain, and protect our, our health and wealthy today. Also by maintaining the ancestors' names in honor, uh, in, in honor, uh, teaching constantly about them in all their gro- glory and weakness, weaknesses so, may, uh, so we may learn uh, and grow. So Good glad thanks. we're having these discussions right now. Ashe, definitely. Peace and blessing. Thank you for that offering. We do Good appreciate thanks. that. Um, Sister Umi says the solution is in the revolution. Ashe. Um, revolution of mind, body, soul, and 100%. the space. 100%. The revolution is a 360 Mind, deal. body, and souls, and the space. It's a total reformation of, of reformation. self. Reformation. Um, also, uh, Brother Osifa says further, it's also important that Africans in Africa, yes, let's, let's, okay, Africans in Africa understand the matrix so they can get they can protect their well-being and promote their interests. Good it thanks. means the grassroots African must understand how important it is to, to connect with Africans in the diaspora. Um, the pressure must be put on our current leaders in Africa. Facts. Listen, um, to break off this old yoke of slavery and colonial mindset. Yes. Mm, the time has changed, but many leaders are not seeing this. Yes. Ashe. This is a big deal. This is a really big deal, That's family. very important because we want to look at the things. And, you know, we talk about it's like, you know, you can probably talk about the Beyonce thing a little bit. But, like, talking about the ideas of, um, you know, not 100%, maybe not romanticizing, you know, this idea of, of African, Africa as this perfect thing, but, you know, what is perfect really? Mm-hmm. But looking at, you know, there is beauty in being with your people um, on the continent and being in, 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 in the countries in Africa and being enriched by the spirit because, again, like we mentioned before, there is no other uh, soul like being amongst your melanated people. Yes. Period. And that's just an energy exchange. Now, in the residuals of colonialism, we, we are clear that there's, you know, very much residuals of greed there and are, corruption that yes, do exist in the, yes. in the governmental bodies. 
Um, and you know, and it may even be in, in ideas of you know, deception and things like that, even on yeah. the ground in the, in the in the poor parts of the country uh, of, the, of the the continent. Um, and and then also you may deal with the disconnect of what the di- diasporic uh, viewpoint of Africans across the globe looks like by virtue of capitalism and things that have been in, in, infused within the culture. So there there are different things that still need to be uprooted on a global landscape. Right. Um, of of of, Af- of the African mindset and the African being um, across the globe. But so we need we, to. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. But we there's a there's a place that we get to and give thanks. I wanted to just give a quick shout out to our Toto Academy for that fifty dollar uh, donation. We appreciate you for your appreciate contribution, you. Thank you so much. your continued yes. support. Like this is what it takes. That's this love. is the village. We always appreciate the love. Thank you so um, much. You know, we keep the lights on up in here, and we keep yeah. our. Systems and things moving, and trust me, it's a little bit of a journey. But listen, we're not going to stop being in fortification because, like we said, anything you practice, you get good at. Now, the hope is because we, as um, individual with with the site, we know that it is going to require critical mass. It's going Mm. to require a great number of Africans to wake up at once and go into action in a certain direction in order to create the type of social landscape change that we need. Now, if we get enough Africans already setting this space up, then there will, the rest of the folks will come. Mm. And then it will require for us to condition them or we'll deal with them how we need to deal with them in terms of their reformation. Absolutely. Because we're going to have a mixed kit of different types of Africans at varying degrees of their development. And some of our people, their illness is so deep that they are a detriment to themselves and others. Mm. Let's be clear, because all skin folk are not kin folk. And like I said, when these, when the matrix start to designate you and give you platform and say that, oh, good, 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 either they're trying to manipulate you and corral you with the carrot to corral you, beguile you like that serpent is whispering in your ear, or... You're already on par with their matrix, with their metrics and their calculations, and they just want to make sure that you with them, and that you are creating a subterfuge for your people, giving your brother a rock that he should stumble, sure. which happens quite often. So just because someone is brown and with, with with accolade and platform and license to speak out, and they get you know they get the the, the pat on the back from the matrix, they're what I call a cracker stamp of approval. Be clear that you want to be using your own site, which is why we tell you here, African, as Soundbites, you are the leader. It is your job to master yourself so that you sharpen your site so that you make informed decisions and you move in a certain kind of way. When we get back into that African-centered concept of the diaspora, we need real people who are aware of the the, the real intricacies of this conversation. There are residuals that are anywhere the the colonialism, imperialism, and and intrusion has happened on African people, there are residuals on the people. Mm. And the residuals on the people show up in their social interactions with one another. It happens every single day. And we make ourselves available. That doesn't mean we don't see these things. But we do make ourselves available to our people, and we do give our people grace. We are also yes. two people. We're not, you know, billionaire, billionaire, billionaire types of people. No, monetarily. We have, you know, mon- exactly, but monetarily, where we can just, you know, it just doesn't matter. And aside from that, we also have our feelings and our emotions. But we can compartmentalize this experience with our people because we know that they are suffering from the residuals of post-traumatic mm. slave syndrome right. and varying degrees of Willie Lynch syndrome, which is learned helplessness. Willie Lynch beat into the African learned helplessness. Forced petrification. 
forced the African to be petrified. That was the utility of what Willie Lynch stood for. Whether or not Willie Lynch is actually a foundation or yell nay, the fact of the matter is we have psychological, behavioral, and sociological theory to back up the validity of the theory. The theory, right. The theory. So it doesn't really matter because people say, oh, uh, listen, potato, potatoes. I'm not here for semantics. I'm here for the actual what occurred. Willie Lynch or Johnny Mnemonic, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever. Theories was 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 there and has been successful in deconstructing the African. We are uh, the African working class, and it is time to get free. Um, I can't wait to get on. Show. Give thanks, our brother Chris. <laughs> Baba, brother Baba Chris, Chris appreciate you, good brother. Um, yes, we are the individuals who are the worker worker bees, but also in leadership because at this point there is no real manual that says, "Hey, African, if you're getting ready to awaken your African center consciousness, you do one, two, three, four, five. No, what they did was they put a bunch of foolishness in the space. There is 160, 200 different narratives. There's 3,000 different types of religions. There's so many different types of clubs that you can join. Everybody has their own rhetoric. You can go into this and that kind of profession. You can take this kind of track to get your professional growth and development. You can marry into these folks because we integrationists and we're going to poo-poo everybody and we're going to kumbaya and we're going to do all of these. These are all of the things that are like this. And then we got Africans who, who, who are having, uh, they, they got feelings inside of their heart about standing in the African center of consciousness. Nobody else has to think about being themselves. It's interesting to me when I talk to Chinese people and they don't have a Asian accent. I find that interesting. I often, it's like, it's like a, <laughs> I look at the folks and I'm like, wow. But you know something? It happens to do with their functionality. They've decided that, that, that doesn't mean that they don't have access to their culture. Because make no mistake about it, they go home to grandparents. Are you talking about Americanized um, Asian I, people? No, I, not necessarily Americanized, but Asian people well, who speak lack of better. English with what is called mid-residence English. With the type okay. of, um, hey, good morning, and how are you doing? And oh my God, I'm so glad to see you. And thank you for listening to have a seat. It's been great to talk to you. Like So when I talk to <laughs> Chinese people Gosh. and they sound like that, I'm in sh- it's, it floors me. It floors me when I talk to black people who speak like that too, but I've gotten over their dysfunction because I know that we have We know where it comes from. We know where it comes from. But Asian people, when they do that, that's interesting to me because they have a position in the matrix. The matrix has slotted Asians from whichever space in, in Chinese, Koreans, oh. Japanese, etc. They've given them a slot in the matrix. There is a archetype yeah. for them. Right. So they don't actually have to... Um, manipulate themselves so much. Get together connection. So that's a shock. So what do you got to say on these guys? Um, This exact conversation is is what I'm dealing with um, at this exact time. I love y'all. I really needed this, y'all. Give thanks, uh, Baba Chris. But this is a thing, too. We're going to hear, we're here for fortifying an African so unadulterated, unapologetically African. It is what it is. RBG, um, I woke up just as excited. I feel so amazing, you know, as an African, as aware, as sight, no matter what the difficulties and hiccups are, because like I said, the matrix isn't making space for African-centered consciousness. And all this Black Lives Matter and all of this poo-poo and tap dancing everybody is doing right now, and everywhere you go, you can get really good service, even from white people. It's, it's, it's almost interesting. I'm like, wow. This is, yeah, but how so this is how the other last? side lives. What is it? You know? Right, people are just being very overly you know, accommodating 
And when you call in these places, and I make always make calls, what have you, and they're very overly accommodating. It's really interesting to be receiving this service. You need to keep that same energy 24-7, though, not because you've been called out. That's like, and that's just, you know, that, and that's where accountability comes into play. It's like, you know, I can't like, mm, that's nice. Uh, may I take advantage of this, of this extra order of, of, of uh, fries and filet mignon? Maybe. But that doesn't mean I didn't see that what this mechanism in this play is. You have to actually really sit and be with what the, the situation is for the African here. For black people, for social injustice, for racial injustice that's existing, we got you for, 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 for for brutality that is taking place by virtue of just people's people's skin color, and uh, and all people all, all of these people just want to live. So yeah, that sounds nice, but I'm not here for the pandering. One laws need to be changed. I'm clear, you're not the one to change it. So I, I get what you're trying to do. I mean, you meaning like brands. Restaurants, all this type of stuff. Everybody provide extra customer service. Like if I was there right now, they would want to pick me up and rock me like a baby. That's cute. But we really need to understand that this is something that's not a temporary um, fix. This no, has it's to not. be a, a, a true um, reformation of hu of the human condition. Mm -hmm. Period. It needs to, it needs and gets to change if we expect actual equity and justice to take place on this on this human landscape for all people. If you want to say all. All, all, all. We're including that all because we've actually shaped all, all <laughs> or most of what this culture is about here. So that needs to be acknowledged, and a lot of the a lot of those trespasses have to be atoned for and rectified. So well, it's cute, but that's I'm not, a conversation. I'm not totally Who's having that conversation? Uh, can you read yes. Sifu's comment? Yes, uh, Brother Yusifu says, uh, African traditional arts practitioners in the UK are currently meeting to set up an academy for African performance arts. The aim is to have ownership of our culture. And it's like everybody in other countries is, is so ready and willing, and the, Afri the African here on the soil just doesn't make any sense. I don't know what's going on. Um, but anyway, the aim is to have ownership of our culture and to have a reference point for the younger generation who might be seeking knowledge on their heritage. Okay. It's early days yet, uh, but... It's early days yet, but we have started. The ultimate Good aim thanks. is to be able to connect this academy to many African universities and community centers and villages where students go to learn and be, or be initiated and rooted into their own. I will update you on this as time goes on. Please do. Uh, we're we totally down for, be down for that. We definitely want to be down for that. 100%. Whatever we, we can do to be, be in support that. of that and utilize our skills, we are an open book for sharing our skills in support of the liberation of the African uh, across the global yes. landscape, mm -hmm. period. Well, we that, accumulate yep. these talents by virtue of just passion for what we do, and we would like to give that back in some way as 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 our residual energy Contra to get right. to give back to the to, to the people, to give back to the earth's people. So please mm -hmm. let us know. Please keep us updated. Whether you comment, you know, throw a post on our page, whether you message Bobby, us. Bobby, you see, we're, we're 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 intimately connected, so we'll be in touch with that regardless. Aside from that, you know that I'm working on my work um, with that whole conversation of there isn't a manual Wonderful. that helps that African in that awakening piece. So that's definitely been something that my other life and keys to soar as an instructor creating curriculum in that respect has been creating that manual that will support laying a solid, very tight, brick-laid type of foundation for your African evolution, which will help you to um, help our African family from across the diaspora unplug from the matrix, mm. um, spiritually, emotionally, and psychologically. Um, so we're going to definitely stay in contact with you, stay, stay on point with that piece because yes. that's a very powerful um, 
we definitely need to be telling our story because we cannot, we need to combat. I, I had made a video some time ago and this conversation around what happened with Nick Cannon. I can't really be, um, this is what I'm saying to you. There's always two narratives in the space. You know, as an African with an African-centered consciousness, I'm concerned with African people having access to the truth about themselves that's cataloged and that's number one. qualified by bone, monument, um, story, inscription. It's our, our story has been withheld from us. And it's been withheld from the world's landscape. See, there is narrative about everything else. America makes sure it has branded itself very well to the entire world that everybody is breaking their necks, leaving their countries, coming here under the guise that this is a good thing. America is not necessarily a good thing, but because we are functioning from within side of the matrix where we believe we must have money in order to survive, people come here as if America is a shining star. And unfortunately, America has done a lot of dirt in order to portray itself this way. It has hurt a lot of people of color. A lot of Africans from across the diaspora have been hurt as a result of America creating this narrative of itself as the shining star for the world. That's the problem. So that in and of itself needs to be dealt with within the psychology and the concepts of African people and everyone else around the world. So it's gonna be important for us to be able to tell our narratives platform ourselves and increase our social behavior and standard. See, we got some of our folks who, who have practiced bad habits. See this basket? There's a basket of bad habits right here that we as African people across the diaspora we have. We do bad things, we misbehave, we speak poorly, we lacking in discipline, we lacking in self accountability, we lacking in personal responsibility. We got a lot of bad habits in here that the matrix deliberately conditioned us to have because the hardest thing to break is a habit. I also believe when you say, like, I was just thinking about like the idea of like more and more I think about our language, like when you say speak poorly, speak poorly in terms of like. Speak poorly to each other. Speak poorly, not not the, the not language the of speaking. Okay, gotcha. Not okay, grammatically okay, speaking okay, gotcha. poorly. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Speak poorly in terms of the, the language that we use that cripples to, to us. To detriment, right, exactly. Our yeah. language that we use and we're not understanding our ancestral heritage mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. essence that we could get to invoke within our powerful, vibratory, you know, what we call as a sacred woman, uh, Queen of Fua, give thanks to our high priestess, Queen of Fua, is, you know, sacred word, you know, um, Tahuti. You know, the sacred word, sacred scribe, sacred word when you command it to, for those who are Christian, you know, God spoke, God has spoke and created the heavens and the earth and created with word. You know, we, we have, we use our words frivolously. I took a seven day fast some 17 years ago, more than that, maybe 20 years ago or so, where I didn't speak period for 17 days. Hmm. Silence. Because I recognized, and I actually have uh, my card that's going to be in, I'm, I'm creating the book that's going to be My Life, The Social Experiment, an African, evolu an evolving African life in black and white, where I'm going to have that card that I put in there where I said, Divine, I give you control of my tongue. Help me to speak with purpose. Like, I literally made, I, I worked these lessons out in practice because... It's important to do so. 
it also conditioned the fact that now I need to think of the intention of where I'm sending my power mm, mm. before I speak. Intention is powerful. And yes. I've always been told that I talk a lot. I used to get into a lot of trouble in elementary school. I mean, I, while I was in gifted and talented programs all through school, I was always pulled out, always pulled out from the trip. I couldn't go because I was always talking. I was super excited. Like super excited, always had something, and, and my imagination was always at work. But I also had to take pause in that process because a lot of times there's a lot of noise being in my creativity. I wanted to be able to hear my own voice, hmm. hear my own voice, be purposeful in my word, and utilize my word to heal, grow, or right. inspire. Right, by virtue of that intention, yeah. By virtue of that intention, every single time I open my mouth. Right. Right, that's and even when I'm goofing, because I used to do stand-up comedy for some of you guys who knew me for forever and ever. I've had several... In the other life. In, in my other life, I was stand-up comedian. Life. So when I was bringing jokes, guys, when I was telling those comedic stories about, you know, grandma and the African... When I was driving yellow cab and the African guy would try to tell me I was his woman and oh, we was just, like, having breakfast and a cup of coffee every day at the job. And somehow, I ended up in a relationship with this dude I didn't know nothing about. I didn't get the memo. But he let me know one day. Okay. Um, so I was telling those stories. Oh, my I was wife, like, How yes. Did he? Yes. <laughs> he said, don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. You ain't my wife. You ain't my girl. You ain't my girl. I was like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? He's like, uh-uh. It was, but, you know, it's all these stories during my com comedy. But um, those jokes are meant to not necessarily make fun of us, but to bring in the conversation of a unified conversation because we go through this black women in the club all the time, go through the brothers pulling on them and holding on to them and, like, come here short. It's their way of barking or catcalling or what have you. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a way of invoking power in the word and we use our language poorly. And I know that we, as an African community, we get to take back our power and that these folks don't continue to get to condition us and move us and have us using this gangster rap and this poor street language right. and these slang words that we get to diminish each other and hurt each other. We get to right. change our behavior. terminology and all that type yes. of stuff. Yes. And we behavior. get to utilize our African essence. Right, the things that we have access to that nobody has to give us. Mm. You don't have to wait for a check. You don't have to wait for somebody to write you anything. Nobody has to give you. You have access to this right this second in this very moment. You have access to a divine essence and upright conversation and, and, and consciousness is available to you on any given day. Mm. So if you choose it. Understand what you have in your hand, African, because it's powerful. Give thanks. How you wield it, how you utilize it, you, you know. Dash. I was truthful. I think he's saying something again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He left a, left a comment, I think. Uh, nope. Sister, uh, Sister Michelle, peace of blessings. We always appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in, sharing uh, the video, um, and joining the conversation. Sister Michelle says, sound is the beginning of creation. Um, Ashe, absolutely, absolutely. Ah, uh, yes, Tahuti, Ashe, my sister. Oh, Brother Irik said, I had to use the herbal medicine to calm down that side of me, but I did. Um, not find it until I was 31. There's no late day. They say better late than never, but there's no late day. Um, I believe that as long as you are in the intention, and this is why it's important when I tell people, you know what, if you can't find nobody to talk to, to consult with, talk to yourself. Because okay. your ancestors will show up and, and visit with you and have a commune with you in that conversation as you minister to your soul. I used to sing to myself and talk to myself. Because you know something, the conversation that I'm having and the concepts that I'm talking about and that I'm trying to unfold and bounce into the universe and bring back power in that space, 
I'm not being able to have it with anybody else at that time. There was no one else. There was a Christian theory. There was other things that were not giving me that extra something that I was looking to achieve mm. in that creation process of and goddess created with word and then birth came, etc. And light came, etc. And then the, the space was moved, etc. So I was able to do that through communing with myself uh, and uh, building out my consciousness. I'm consciousness. I'm such a proponent of that, like 100. percent I mean, I'm look, I'm an only child, right? Well, I mean, you're, you know, I have a brother somewhere in a distant land, far away. But I'm an only child, raised an only child. So I was very used to the idea of of, of solitude and things like that. So even getting older, you know, like you look at the idea of how people, you know, kind of stigmatize the idea. Don't oh, don't talk to yourself. You must be crazy. Like you know, actually, there might be an opportunity. You, this power in understanding self, and how else do you understand understand self by by having a conversation, Good whether thanks. outwardly or whether in your mind or what have you. But you got to have a conversation, sort it through, sort through your thoughts, sort through your thoughts before you let them become idle and become dangerous or whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever it gets to manifest itself into. You know, I was I got to be like, you know, I'm going to movies by myself. So what? I'm gonna go see this this rom com by myself. I'm gonna go see Avengers by myself. I'm gonna go get Absolutely. some dinner with myself because if you're not willing, to, that in itself is a self care mechanism um, and a, and an opportunity to be very much in tune with who you are. Because then you get to know your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, what what moves you this way, what moves you that way, um, and also you get to know in turn what how you react to certain outside stimuli to where you can get you can get a better understanding of other people because now you know how you will re, how you That's would right. be in reaction or be in proactive nature to whatever is coming your way because oh that this person operates in this way because you know you you know how you are with that you don't need to go to this party yes. you don't need to go over here you know what's going to happen as a result and you play you're literally playing chess mm-hmm. with your with with yourself and and you should be becoming more strategic more ma- masterful more aware of who you are. So I'm a proponent of just being with self. Well, that's in, a part of the breaking away from what what happens in this in the society. Remember, mm-hmm. this as you continue to construct this African centered consciousness, this being again African, this is the black August or what do you would have you African August. Um, we invoke you and, 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 and invite you to have an African center conscious on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And there are gonna be several mechanisms and tools that allow you to be able to access that. The study, African, we do the study, right? We do the knowledge. And I realize that a lot of us get that knowledge, and then that knowledge then becomes a way to uh, be superior to others. You don't get that knowledge for that reason. You get that knowledge to share. You get that knowledge to create, to add your brick to that critical mass. Remember, we need a lot of folks in order to move the type of movement that we really want to have to be impactful. We want to be able to compound our skills and talents so that we get to grow our pot as a collective without needing to, we don't need, we're going to do this independently. So when you get that knowledge, that knowledge is supposed to combat that that colonized brain, Mm. that oppressed brain, the lies that you've been told. Um, James Lowe in the book, Lies My Teacher Told Me. Um, so and and stolen legacy. So when you read in these books, and they came before Christopher Columbus and the destruction of African civilization. When you're reading these books, those books are going to decode the foolishness that the Matrix gave you. Because remember, the Matrix has a business plan. The Matrix has done a SWAT strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats analysis of your being in this in their space in the matrix, what you can do and how much of what you can do in the matrix before it topples over the matrix. So this is why every time we have our leaders, they come to discredit them, to hurt them, even to kill them. 
there is a mechanism at play. And, and individuals who are having a white center consciousness conversation rarely will understand that to any degree. Their conversation is very limited and functionally as to how they get to connect with that information. There are very few who can have that conversation of any great depth. One of such is Jane Elliott. And, you know, you could check in with Tim Wise, two anti-racism advocates who are very clear about the conversation of African people. But to me, it's still on a surface. It's still functionally meaning that we are functioning within the matrix. I am of the... Um, unchaining and breaking down the walls for the African that we don't actually have to dibble and dabble in the matrix. We actually can piss off our losses and keep it moving because we have a position that will put us at a better leverage in my opinion and in my analysis over several looking at American history, looking at European history, looking at the global world experience. Africans will be better off retreating from this space and going and folding into themselves. That's my narrative. But then there are people who believe that they want to sit here with America and diddle-daddle and piddle-paddle. Well, if you're going to do so, then you need to know the, play the rules to the game effectively, sure. efficiently, right, and leverage your position. Give thanks. Absolutely. Uh, yes, Brother Reese says, meditation, the first and last freedom by Osho was really helpful and learning how to meditate for me. I'll share. Yeah, meditate. And remember, also, um, meditation, let's let's be clear. This is something I recently learned over the past few years. Meditation doesn't have to look one way. Meditation yes. can actually look a lot of different ways. Meditation could be herbal medicine. Meditation could also, um, for me as a visual artist, like in very aspect, various aspects of visuals, it could be me going to paint. It could be taking photos of, out in the street, taking a walk. It could be, you know, meditative breathing while you're on the train. It could be... <laughs> I don't get you there. Come here, like, she says, like, you don't find out you don't like people. Hey, you know, you find out you don't like people. It is what it is. You know, maybe that's your meditation. You figured out on your meditation. Maybe you need to be in solitude. You too much. Out on the beach. There's you know, watching the waves too. crash is your meditation, days. right? Medi Bobby Sifu leaves a comment. Absolutely. Uh, yes, uh, brother Sifu says well, if you are. <clears throat> Analogy time, okay. Okay. If you are a size 9, but for some reason you are wearing a size 12 or a size 6, you have two problems. First, you find yourself having always paid access to fill up the, the gap for a size 12. Yes. yes. Secondly, you are in constant pain for wearing a size 6. Yes. Moreover, all your size 9 have been removed or stolen from your shoe rack. How about right. that? So you have no cognizance of your actual, your, your, your actual anymore. Do you see the situation Africans are facing in terms of identity on all levels, from spiritual to economic, economy to politics? Yes. We are operating outside the context of our culture. Yes. Any wonder why we fall short most times? We are playing a game that we did not design and don't know or understand the rules. My goodness, we have work to do. My goodness, you are I can't, so Baba, right now. We have yeah, tons of work to do. Um, and understanding that. We need to understand that that being duped, that like the moment we turn That's our heads, our, our knives have been taken out of the shoe rack. And it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll choose this. It don't feel right, but let me try I'm it I'm going to rock with it. I'm either in pain or I'm either doing too much to kind of figure out I what, what yes. this is. And a lot of that is figuring out what this is in the space that I don't, I, I'm not even made to be in in the first place. I'm not made to be in either aspects of these. But where am I? Where where am I in my, my self-efficacy and in my understanding yes. of self? You know, we don't, we're in a place where we don't even have our ownership of our own language. We, we come here, we learn this language and make do. And for a very long time, we were, to we were told that we were stupid for not knowing this yes. language that we never heard of. Yes. Just because we, only under we understand the language that we grew up with, which makes sense. 
right? But we 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 our tongue was taken away, and we're we're stupid for it. We're lazy. We're this this and that because we can't understand you. But yeah. we're showing up to scientists. We're showing up the inventors. And we we're were all those things before we ever saw any of these other folks. We figured out we're resourceful, one hundred percent, and resilient. If there's any, uh, if us being here right now talking to you. Um, and sharing a conversation with you on a digital platform mm. around these these reflections of our African nature and our history, um, won't that won't that be the power of the African? We're resilient across time and space, and we and we are here to still and to still that means we have an opportunity to make a difference, right? And, we, and us being in these conversations with each other, sharing it out with our peoples, galvanizing with our peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just having a conversation. Was it yesterday about this? Like. Mm-hmm. Have the conversation with our peoples by ourselves, with our peoples. Social media has made us too willing to publicly share. Um, and by virtue of that, now we're sharing our strategies. This is a conversation, yes. We're having this conversation, yes. But we're talking about real strategic maneuvers, right? That would, and, and, and faults and things like that that we're, like, we're sharing. Like, Here's what we need to do an eight-point plan and, and, and spaces that aren't viable for proper healing for the African. Yes. Here's something like we create a space of, of viable, it makes sense, we talk it out, right? But we won't talk about the governance and the processes of what we actually need to do and what the strategy and next step is. That gets to happen in a very staunch and defined space that is only occupied by the African mind. So let's let's be mindful of how, how we share that. We've seen, you know, things... But we have no right now. It's it's a matter, and see, this is part of that strategy thing where we're getting into. We're in a pressure cooker, so so many of us are looking for a means to. We we literally need therapy. Mm-hmm. We actually need therapy. We actually need to support our own healing. We literally need it, and the talk therapy piece is therapeutic for a lot of us. Um, I did a lot of talk therapy coming up, but. I was talking at people oftentimes because I wasn't having an exchange because our people were not having this conversation by and large. Mm. But I I was able to commune with some people and was able to have an exchange up to a certain degree. I was in an Israelite community. I lived in there for six years. I was a practicing Muslim for some time. I was was raised Southern Baptist. I ended up in a Catholic church for a time when I was in boarding school. You know, so I've had that respect so now I've evolved to a place where if we're having a conversation about an African well-being, then don't bring religious and your faith base to the conversation. How about that? Let's have it be an analysis, unemotional, strictly pragmatic in the conversation as to what is good and healthy for the African because we are, we are we looking to achieve A, B, C, D, and E. What can we do to achieve that? That's it. This is not about religion because nobody can trump God. When you bring God, God into the conversation of the divine is an ultimate qualifier. You cannot bring that to the conversation. So these things are part of our healing process. Now, what forms do we have to have strategy meetings? I mean, there is the Black Caucus, and then there are the conventions that we have with some of our, you know, uh, scholars, etc. I don't really know that all of them are functioning from the same perspective because a great deal of them also talk to our people as if they are broken, mm. as if they're not mm. strong enough to do a thing. That's another thing that happens with me. I'm going to charge you because I know you're capable. Now, even if you're not present with that conversation in this moment, 
I'm here to help you see through and get to the light. Because that's what I can do. That's the part of my gifts. I'm clear about who I am. I'm the woman who lightens the darkness. Hello. So we, I can cre create a path for you. But I realize that a lot of our leadership and some of our uh, spaces where our upper leadership is located is a lot of male energy there. Mm -hmm. And that's not cool either. Right. Um, there's not enough that, balance. Yeah. There's not enough insight. Right. And a lot of times it still ends up being this uh, full of myself academic space. I know better. This is why I asked you some right. time ago, African, is the talented 10th helping the African? Right. Is the talented 10th supportive of the African? I'm of the mind. You are a leader. Every person takes responsibility for himself fully. And when you take responsibility for yourself, you don't need a master. You don't need a leader. You don't need anyone to guide you. Right. And you don't need anyone to punish you right. leaders, and regulate leaders you. You only, regulate yourself. Leaders don't lead other leaders. Leaders walk together to lead, lead ourselves into the next level. She said, very much so. With the blackout week, people planned and bickered right on social media. Not nearly enough was accomplished. I definitely commend the efforts, but it shows where uh, our community planning is faltering like yeah. and they get us like this every single time they get us like this every single time it's too easy but like i said here's our basket of bad habits mm. they play to us emotionally because they have studied us they throw these curveballs out there at us that we grab them every time grandma said one lesson that i learned when i was younger grandma said say no thank you sometimes somebody offer you something say no thank you even if you want it say no thank you it's good for you. You don't have to take every time you get something, somebody give you something. Let it go. It teaches you a sense of self-restraint and self-discipline. Grandma said, don't be taking money from strangers. You know why? Because you don't know who them people and what their intentions are. You 10, 12 years old. Why are you in the street taking 2 and $3 and $10 from these grown old men? And some of these, you don't know what they want with you. Grandma said, say no, thank you. When we go over here, have a seat and don't speak. Right. Sit down and watch. Now, whatever happens, you're indebted to that person for, for that little token of esteem. Hmm. Bill, well, you know, when Bill, I was Bill little, Gates in Nigeria. I was a certain age, and people always gave me money around my grandmother because um, I was cute, and I was my grandmother's mm -hmm. first grandchild, and the whole community mm -hmm. conversation. <laughs> the whole community conversation. But as I got bigger... And grandma would say, filling out. Uh oh. Grandma's from a different era. And girls were having babies at 13. Mm. So at a certain age, she was like, uh uh, say no thank you. She's fine, thank you. Say thank you. Say no thank you. Thank you, no thank you. And that was the end of that conversation. Now, I might have wanted that $2. Because sure I know I wanted to go to the penny candy store. But she sure enough was like, mm mm. So I've learned a sense of self discipline very young. And there was a reason for safety for that, practical reason for safety, but I took that lesson and took it into my adult life. So you can't wave a carrot in front of me to have me sell out on myself and be frivolous and reckless because I'm going to think twice. Say, no, thank you. I'll look and see what your intentions are down the line. If you're authentic and your vibration is pure, then I'll pick up on that as well. Mm. Give thanks. Our brother, you see, for sharing a um, link. Joshua Mapanga, host of the issue on issue on decolonization. How is dogma 
methodology, methodology formulated. Mm. Mm-hmm. Galvanization of Christianity, how is dogma and theology formulated? Absolutely. The average <laughs> prostitute entry is 12 years old. They, exact, they know exactly what age to start luring girls in. See? Jeez. And then there's also some other some other metrics out there in America. The average woman goes too. through um, has been molested or sexually assaulted yeah. before the age of eighteen. Three yeah. out of five. Three ins- out of five. It's insane and heartbreaking to me. I actually was having a conversation with with somebody earlier on my Facebook about this, um, talking about you know men stalking and having you know tr- essentially claiming rights over women's bodies, but you know by just feeling like they can and like and just reflecting on how many you know um sisters that i encountered and became friends with in high school and how many of them had stories i couldn't even count on both hands around you know any rape or abuse or you know that they've experienced you know before a certain age you know before they even got to high school you know and and it's it's really it's really heartbreaking to know that these are the stories and plights of, the, of, of, of our young women, of our, of our sisters, our black women. These are our bad habits. Yeah. These are our bad habits. Um, and they are also a part of our, our systems that we've implemented into our community of survival. We've, we've lowered our standard of, of cultural behavior. As an African, we had a certain standard within our community, even through slavery. There were certain rules to the game. You don't hurt other Africans. Mm. You don't hurt, you, you know, somebody else's child, you look after them. You usher them home. You, 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 keep them, you keep them on the straight and narrow. Those rings started to loosen as time went on and the deeper we got into the matrix. The matrix want to step in and tell you how to discipline your children. The matrix want to step in. First of all, mm. when you look at, I tell you something African, you know them by their fruit. People of white, uh, uh, white cultural experience don't have the reference to be able to tell me how to raise African kids. No. I'm looking at their children. You can't tell me how to raise my kids because I'm looking at your kids. So we take a resume for everything else. We need street creds for everything else. Why we just let these folks come in and rearrange our furniture on a regular basis? You might want to start taking in some stock. We got this whole COVID going on. Folks don't even know how to interact with their own kids because they send their children to school to be cultured and conditioned by the school. That you don't have an issue. You don't know how to interact with your own children on a daily basis because you only spend two or three hours with them during the week because before it's bedtime, bath and bedtime, homework, bath and bedtime, dinner, bath and bedtime, if you make your kids take a bath at night, which I was one who came up in the house where you had to take your bath at night. And even to this day, I still take a bath at night. <laughs> There's a thing. So, and then on the weekends, you got, you know, kickball, soccer, <coughs> swim class, tap class, ballet class, trumpet class, band, whatever your kids' social engagements are, and then they in the den, and you somewhere doing your own thing with your homeboys. Maybe you having game night with your brothers or something. You know what I mean? So this is the system that we're raising our kids in, we're raising ourselves in, and our consciousness is disconnected. Why are you letting these people tell you how to raise your kids? It doesn't make sense. Let me see your resume. It's not looking good. <clears throat> so we got a lot of bad habits, Africans, that we got to address. We definitely get to address. Anything you practice, you get good at. So let's practice African-centered consciousness as our constant way of being, not just for, for Black Friday, for Black History Month, and for African August. Okay. Um, and speaking in that, uh, brother uh, Bob Chris, uh, Chris Wallace says, I think we don't need blackouts and boycotts. The reason we do these things, and this is the critical analysis mm-hmm. piece of everything that we're, we're dealing mm-hmm. with in our human condition, African, pay attention to this. Uh, the reason we do these things is because we feel someone else is supposed to do or give us things that we are to mentally 
that we are too mentally disturbed to, or to just do by ourselves. We need no one else. We have two billion of us on this planet. That's right. Lack of self-understanding is our strongest plague. And this is the hard, hard truth. That's shame. So like we need to be mindful. We, we need to be mindful of these things we've, we've um, taken as, as the plays for revolution. And we look at them as this is a revolution in, in revolt to what the Matrix provides by virtue of what the Matrix knows. So you you're you're revolting to have the matrix give you what the matrix can provide versus understanding what you, you need by virtue of what you can provide and what your people can provide. That's because right. Because you are not of the matrix. The matrix has created this dome for you and ushered you in here by force and violence and 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 and, and plays and, and terror rapes and terror. terror. So that you've is been, the you've person been ushered really into lynched. the dome of the matrix, and now you've been, yes. you've been forced for all these centuries to operate under the matrix codes and guidelines and, and particular structures and laws. And while those nine, things are none of them are made for six. you to That's actually right. be, none of them are made for you to actually be in 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 alignment. In it's 12, always made for you to be six. criminalized and be destroyed. There you go. Because now there's okay, you've you've you riled up things a little bit. All right, fine. You're you're, you're quote unquote free, but we're gonna do everything to make your life a living hell while That's you're right. so called free and keep you disabled and keep you disabled, disabled so you can't actually rise up above us and 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 fulfill our fears of 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 being erased or whatever whatever the whatever conversation it is. is. <laughs> and I try to make sure that I steer Africans away from that conversation because that's not the conversation. I told you guys, if you fight with white people, you're at the wrong thing. You haven't gotten started with this conversation. This is a conversation about you building up your African consciousness. Once you build up your African consciousness, you will have the ingenuity, the consciousness, and the, 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 the focus and the ability to create the trajectory to support yourself and your community. You don't need to be fighting with these folks because guess what? Let them fight with themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes two to argue. It takes two to fight. <coughs> if you're not standing there, who are they going to fight with? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation mm-hmm. that is a strategy conversation where when I hear leadership and I hear these men talk and I hear them saying certain things, it doesn't sound right to me. Right. Because at some point, the strategy that we're going to need today has to encompass our circumstances of today. We're not going to be able to create Egypt, Africa, here, now. No. Right, we love Shaka Zulu, we love Masa Musa, we love Queen Tai, we love Tutankhamun. We lo- we're not going to be able to create that there now. No. Those that's not going to be support. We have to get our consciousness and we compartmentalize this knowledge as to what is useful for worth it, how to apply it to an action for today. We get to create a way of being today that's going to support the Africans now and trajectory forward. We're going to start with healing, and we're going to start with what's going to support our needs. Food, clothes, and shelter. That's Mm -hmm. our only function. Food, clothes, and shelter maintain our health and healing. That's what our trajectory needs to be now. And that is the fundamental trajectory of your mind and consciousness. We don't need to entertain all this foolishness because all of this we've discovered through our education, our self-homemade education, that it's all illusion, the illusion of inclusion, the matrix. It's a real live Sims for all you guys who played the Sims. It's a mm. real live Sims. <laughs> Brother Chris says uh, we uh, we can never win the matrix. It's a fixed game. We like, okay. We like demented seniors stuck in a sharecrop, a sharecrop in Vegas casino. Listen. All right. I mean to tell you, stop playing. 
That's what it is. <laughs> because I'm here to tell you that is Because the there's, truth. Nothing, there's nothing that's major's offers that would actually be su- like sufficient. Sustaining for, you. for the African. And sustainable, right, for you as an African. So you're gonna you're gonna consistently go insane by believing in in, in in your heart of hearts that one day the matrix is actually gonna yield and give you what you no. want. No, they're not gonna give this you what you want. No the conscience. matrix is gonna give you what the matrix can provide, if anything. They're it not can't gonna give provide you what nothing. You want. Because what you actually want no. is, in, is 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 what will actually fortify you. The matrix isn't giving the African nothing. When you actually do your numbers, the the matrix doesn't give you anything. You, what with the scraps that you're getting, everything. the scraps that you're getting. Uh, subpar to what you're actually owed. So when you accept it, it's a mattering conversation to me, African. Mm. So you educate yourself so that you can arise, arise up into your African essential energy of divinity and uprightness and your ingenuity and your creativity. That's why you educate yourself because what you're accepting from the matrix is truly subpar. You can do so much better in an environment and a space and a consciousness that would actually fortify you and actually give back something to you instead of taking from you in terms of your essence and your spiritual and your labor and your intelligence. My heavens, Baba Isifu says, what I advise African people in my class is to, to do is to spend an hour a week to discuss anything about Africa and her history and culture with their children. I did this for about 10 years. My two kids are confident to seek some more and hold intelligent conversation on African topics. It's magic. Yes. And in that, in that, in that one hour, <clears throat> at least a week, I personally believe that in mastering self, I didn't spend time doing anything else. People made fun of me. Why you don't go to birthday parties? Why you don't go to this? Why you not going here? Wow. Why you not doing this? Come with us over here, girl. Come with us over here. No, that's not my thing. I don't want to engage in those activities because they're not fortifying to me. I did it early enough in life till it ran its course for me and now it was no longer useful. Mm. So then I begun to, and that was my mind because in the African community, unfortunately here in America specifically, a lot of our African youth, we grow up too fast. Mm. So yeah. the good thing about that for me was that space, I already outgrew its usefulness and I wanted to take in activities that were fortifying to me. So I spend 90% of my time submerged in African-centered consciousness. Reading and back then when I was doing my journey, I had to go to the bookstores I had to go to the talks because there was no Facebook. There was no Google. I had to go to the library I got pamphlets. I was in different communities. I would get research material. They would have lectures You know every now and again you can catch a recording of dr. Ben um, Going to these lectures and lecture halls at colleges around the cipher some of the bookstores would host these things some of the church community centers some of the community groups would host meetings and you'd have to go. And oftentimes there was a, a fee associated with a door. So you then have to pay. So this, I was doing this work when it wasn't favorable, when the rooms weren't packed the way they are today. When it was a little small circle of folks trying, you know, and generally our elders were sitting up front and if they had props in the community, the rooms would be packed. Dr. Ben to turn a room out, right? Um, mm. You know, will come, but Dr. Ben wasn't always the one who was there. Dr. Jeffries would turn a room out, you get a packed house. But he wasn't always there, right? Um, but at the end of the day, the conversation of what are you doing to implement some sort of concept of connecting to your consciousness so that you can start to raise your consciousness. So you can start to raise your commitment to yourself. Anything you practice, you get good at. So the hope is that you're spending time. I talked to you some time ago about Malcolm Gladwell's 
uh, 10 hours to mastery. You spend 10 hours, a, 10 hours, excuse me, 10,000 hours to mastery is four hours a day for 10 years. If the divine continue to give you breath, you'll live 10 years. What did you do with that time? In that time, what did you master? Because I realized that we were behind the eight ball. I had this big basket of bad habits and I worked on 20, 15 things at a time. Because what are you doing for four hours a day? And a lot of the work I was doing was mental work. Because I went to work. I went to the job. I went to the plantation. I did my coins. I got my stack of my job IDs and all of the, you know, grandma would say those good jobs. Girl, you put that good job. Yeah, okay, grandma. I don't know about plantation is a good job. But as far as I'm concerned, it's still insufficient because it still doesn't pay me my value and my worth. Right. So the majority of the work that I did with this big bag of bad habits was mental work emotional work, spiritual work that you can do four, five, eight, nine hours instead of sitting in front of the TV for the whole weekend. I'm watching DVDs. I'm getting VHS back in the day. Watching, you know, old ruggedy recordings that they had they was doing with the VHS hand cameras, guys. So family, yes, give thanks. Bye-bye Sifu says, um, yes, the key here then is to know and accept this it the game it is the game you can now choose to play it but also know when to draw the line shut the door and go back to the safe self and safe space okay. Okay. so family you know what it is oh brother Barbara Chris says every black being needs to step into step their foot into the nation in Africa it's like being born again just breathing in the air and the frequency of the people is life-changing black people mm -hmm. are amazing in all black environments, we, we expand. Oh, shit, like um, that. African people to, at the continent. That's the conversation. Because Baba Isifu from South Africa, Sierra Leone, understands something. The country needs support. He spoke about it. You know, the leadership there, there's breakdowns. And a great deal of them are working within the matrix. They, the oppressed became the oppressor. Mm -hmm. The oppressed learn how to oppress their own people right. by the matrix giving them this training. And some of them even believe they're doing a good job. <clears throat> some of them believe they're doing a good thing. The girl goes to learn from the bad behaviors so that you can like recti rectify them in the spaces, get rid of them, and be better and work around them. So these are our uh, what's next family. So I'm we'll sure. continue always the conversations that are pertinent no, to our do. diasporic needs as always. Thanks, everyone, for coming in today. Bobby mm -hmm. Seafood, thank you for coming in. <laughs> thank you, Bobby Chris. Michelle. We appreciate you always. Baba Arik, Brother Arik, thank you so much. Sister Michelle, yes, this is... Sister Victoria, everyone has come in today. Michelle. My great sister Umi, give thanks. Thank you so My much. My sacred sister. My Toto Academy, appreciate you. Um, yes, this is Sound Bites International Radio. Black Conscious Acclaim, One, One World, World is the Aim. aim. Um, we're here every Monday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook Live. And again, face. also, we do have our podcast series, um, our podcast, uh, audio podcast of all our episodes available yes. on Apple Podcasts and, and Spotify. Spotify at Sound Bites International Radio. Also, <laughs> uh, we do have our uh, subsidiary uh, segment uh, the African and Business segment, which we do hold uh, on Wednesday nights at oh. 9 p.m. I got you. Um, and we got, those, we hold those at Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Uh, this Wednesday, we will have uh, 
Name Marie, who is the editor and founder, community advocate, and powerhouse behind uh, Taji Magazine. Taji um, we're gonna have her. She's gonna be on live with us on Monday. On this is Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. This coming Wednesday, she's gonna talk about Taji Magazine, what it's like on her entrepreneurial route. Um, as a as a creative, she's also a photographer. You know, does jewelry as well, and just like what it means to be an African in business. Um, so she, you know, she she will be um, on deck this Wednesday um, at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, to talk with us. So, yeah. Um, so we, you know, we, we it'll be an honor to speak with her. We we work with her in many spaces, um, in in sharing and what she does. So we're excited to have her on. We're excited to have you speak, you know, to listen to her, um, and and it's share her insights, you know, especially working in spaces with many Africans who are in business, um, and pushing forth, you know, the Ujamaa Ujima as well, um, and and the Kuumba, all of those pieces moving in in the space uh, to help with fortification for for the African spirit. So, um, so we'll be talking with uh, with Nay on uh, this Wednesday. Right, live right here live on our right Facebook here. Facebook page. So tune in family. 9 p.m. for African and Business Series. We're back again, um, and yeah, continue to join in you know in, in the conversation of all that we do, family. We appreciate the reciprocity of being with you each week, chatting with you, sharing your thoughts. We got some 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 knowledge and some great. Um, feedback and support here in the comment section. So we appreciate everybody that was a part of it. Yes. Um, and we're going to keep going from here, family. Let's, let's, not, let's not stop the conversation. And we always say here is just the beginning. Let's continue it out and branch out and be and be better and be greater in practice. <laughs> Sister um, practitioner Michelle said, oh, that was great and wonderful. I enjoyed this segment. Give thanks, thank, family. Thank well, you so much, Sister Michelle. We appreciate We build it out every yeah. time. That's you know, what we do. It, you know how it Fire works. it up. Keep the family on focus. Send out that African powerful, strong, evolutionary energy to just awaken and enlighten That's and true. just to guide our family and just put all, put that love and embrace and confirm that you African, okay. you capable, you 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 powerful out here in these streets. Don't let this matrix fool you, family. Okay, and remember we are avail- we are available. We are on Instagram and Soundbikes International Radio. We're available all, on Instagram. All that, all that. Is, yeah, we're available. Instagram. Instagram. Um, so if you're on Instagram, please follow us. Sub, sub, uh, Soundbikes International Radio on Instagram. We are available there as well. Again, we also do have our Cash App, which is Soundbikes Radio. If you'd like to donate and, and, and provide the you know, energy yield to support the continued sustainability of, of Soundbikes and what we have to offer Give here. Um, if you do find value in what we present here, um, whether it's a share, um, well, I shared this already, but whether oh. it's a, I mean, essentially, I said it. So, uh, you know, whether it's a, either monetarily, whether it's a share, um, all gifts we do appreciate. By yes. the way, again, as I say, we, we're here regardless to share in the information of the family because it matters. And build out. Yes. And there's no, there's no, nothing, you know, more valuable than the sharing of knowledge and application of knowledge um, to heal us. So, um, so we, this is Summer's National Radio Double Jeopardy, or is it? Let's do it. Yeah, so we're going to close out with, um, in the spirit of, of, of the revolutionary mindset, in the spirit of looking at the Black Panthers, in the spirit of George Jackson and Huey Newton and, um, and Fred Hampton and Bobby Hutton and every, everybody that helped move and shape the, the, the movement into where, into where we, we still got work to do, but we have a framework in which to always fall back on, a blueprint to fall back on and remind us of where we need to be. That's Sankofa, getting back to that ah, to get shame. to where we need to be. So 
Um, just a sound bites international radio. Just, just rock with us for a bit. Stay for this bit. This this joint. This is Double Jeopardy. Um, by yours truly, Path P, with my good sister, uh, Merce the Big Body Benz. Um, shouts out to Chris Pritham and, and, and Push Audio for the production of this of this track. Um, and um, this will be a video, so you can share, check it out, and enjoy, right? And continue to share your comments. Continue to talk with us. We're here. This is Sound Bites International Radio, y'all. Enjoy. This is Double Jeopardy. Can do everything right and still be killed for Lando Castell. Even off duty, get shot by the law. They're on small. Shoot you and your baby when they aim Corinne Gaines. Forget everyone they are hurting. They'll drag your name out and stir. Black Lives Matter. Don't kill me twice. Don't shoot me dead and then assassinate my character. Black America is after you. Your hatred has brought us back together. I ain't even mad at you. Spade spade, man. They playing our black faces. Red hand is the dirty dealings of the devil. Our hands is lacking aces. Hell been on the fold, but truth be told, the king backs our graces. Lo and behold, we too bold to be packed on slave ships. Examine the history. It's around the mystery machine. We in the front of the monsters. Been among us since the initial scene. Redefine the story. Y'all cannot. We move like organized. So in off the docks like I Amen. Pray that we stop. We are the light. Dark dwellers, the worship Scarface of Goodfellas. The symbols are assembled to be assimilable. So don't fall victim to subliminals or reinstituted rituals. Parade is biblical. Yes, they they killing you. Your pill is blue. The ill is you. Stay sleep. They still pull it. The bullets go deep to a root. The will is you. Extreme rider. I be a max. Climb mountains like MLK. Won't stop till the war of my people that rest. Black lives matter. Don't kill me twice. Don't shoot me dead. And then assassinate my character. Black America is after you. Your hatred has brought us back together. I ain't even mad at you. In unison, if we walk together, we'll be a centipede. A hundred feet, these boots were made for walking up a better street. Who's a peon? You are. Let me walk the dog. He was playing God, and we went right along. On our minds, they declared war. We remember who we are now. They picking us off. Don't ignore it until it shuts out. I don't wish taking that loss on anyone. You can't bounce back. So where you stand and fight? Because the revolution has a soundtrack. You know I'm right. No toy guns for your sons. You can't allow that. Nah, not after the way they did Tamir Rice a while back. How do you you say, son, you can't always do what your white friends do. Like never reach and announce around cops. They might paint you as a villain and justify your killing. Don't never underestimate the hatred, thinking that they don't have it in them. We close our eyes and listen. Identify with the rhythm. March to the drum. Hum and then sing out with conviction. Black lives matter. Don't kill me twice. Don't shoot me dead and then assassinate my character. Black America is after you. Your hatred has brought us back together. I ain't even mad at you. I should be, though. Looking out my window and it looked like 1960. Will this be the day a pig tell his dog to get me? Man, it has to be the mentality. Make the mistake of thinking you're exempt or safe and be renamed a casualty. I face reality. I couldn't press record, stand idle, and watch a brother die in agony. I don't know who to blame no more. The police or the cameraman. Hell, I still don't know what happened to Sandra Bland. They damning the plan with every man that is killed. Sister gets executed, another youth's blood is spilled. Philando out in Adele Ron in one week. Are you kidding? Bloody shame to have no name since this rhyme was first written. It's sickening. No longer enough to continue the picketing. They just killing more niggas. They snicker. No more bickering, the revolution's live Black power times one trillion Black Wall Street something dry, this is only the beginning Black lives matter, don't kill me twice Don't shoot me dead and then assassinate my character Black America is after you Your hatred has brought us back together I ain't even mad at you